Welcome to the Elliot Dennis Football Podcast with your host, Elliot Dennis. Welcome, football fans, to the Elliot Dennis Football Podcast, brought to you by Barry's Kool-Aid. I am Elliot Dennis. It's just going to be me for these couple first few episodes. Hoping to get a co-host uh, sometime in the future. It won't be for about a month or at the earliest. I got some guests lined up to be on here in the near future. Hopefully I can get them to come on here pretty soon. And there's a couple people that I really want to get on here. That'd be pretty cool to have on here. I'm looking at you, Barry Pereno. Um, yeah. So my goal of this podcast is to talk Chiefs football for at least half the time. That's my goal there. And the other half of the time, I'm just going to talk about NFL, college football, whatever I want to do. Just whatever people want to hear, that's probably what I'll do. But at least half the time, every episode is going to be dedicated to the Chiefs and their problems, their needs, their whatever is going on with the Chiefs that week, you know. Um, so, uh, my inspiration for making this whole podcast was the Dave Damashek football program. You can find it on iTunes. I really like what he does with his, and I would kind of like to do something near the same. So I'm going to steal, kind of steal, one of his traditions, per se. Uh, every episode, based on the number episode it is, for instance, this is episode number one, uh, he picks the greatest number, the jersey number, in NFL history, the player that wore that number. I'm going to do the same, just I'm going to pick the greatest player that wore that number in Chiefs history. So this is episode one, and the only number ones that I can really think of right now are Warren Moon um, and uh, Lawrence Tynes. Yeah. Uh, Warren Moon had the greater career. Uh, If it was based on a career achievement, it would be clearly be Warren Moon, but uh, what I'm basing it on is career in a Chiefs uniform, so that would probably be Lawrence Tynes, I I would have to say. Yeah, uh, he made 80% of his kicks while in a Chiefs uniform. He was just solid. While Warren Moon was just a, a backup, had 30, 30 some pass attempts in a Chiefs uniform. He didn't produce, so I'm, I, I'll have to go with Lawrence Tynes on this one. Uh, yeah, it's, that, one, that one's fairly obvious. There. All right. The next thing I really wanted to get into was this uh, NFL lockout. 
Alright. I mean, right now it's Thursday night. Today there was significant progress made. Um, the whole rookie wage scale is complete. Um, they, they figured out the salary cap. Those were a couple major hurdles left. They still need to figure out the retirement funding. Although I've heard rumors that that's going to come from that money they're saving on all these humongous rookie contracts, but I'm not quite sure about that yet. I mean, by the time you're listening to this, the, the lockout might already be over. Okay? And, and, and if it is, great. <laughs> that, that's fantastic. If not, just, you know, just, just wait it out. That's all I got for you. Although, I've heard reports it's going to come 24 to 48 hours from tonight, which is Thursday night. Um, and I'm hoping that's the case. So I'm really hope that you're laughing at me right now because the lockout's over and I'm just babbling nonsense at this point. Hopefully free agency has started. And that was something I wanted to get into was uh, uh, the free agency period that's going to be upcoming. But I've decided, I, I, think, I think I'm just going to skip talking about free agency this week. I'll talk about it in next week's podcast. Um... Because it, it, it should have already happened by next week's podcast. If not, then I'll talk about it anyway, What who we should target, the Chiefs and whatnot. But for right now, I'm just going to skip it. I don't want to talk about it right now. I'll talk about it next week after it happens. Uh, we'll discuss Chiefs signings uh, and some other major signings in the NFL. And uh, all that all that jazz. Okay, so uh, let's move on here. To uh, uh, here we go. Uh, this whole uh, James Harrison controversy. Uh, reportedly, uh, in, in the story that was written, he uh, he bashed the commissioner. He he bashed his quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, and he bashed Richard Mendenhall. Okay. First of all, he said he wouldn't. He wouldn't pee on the commissioner if he was on fire. Okay, I get that he hates him, but is he just trying to get a fine here? That's literally what it seems to me, is he's trying to get a fine. It's just absolute hooey and applesauce what he's doing. And then he bashed Ben Roethlisberger, saying he threw an interception in his own in his own territory, in Steeler territory during the Super Bowl. Now, he can't make those kind of plays. He's not Peyton Manning. Well, first of all, if you look at the numbers last year, Peyton Manning, 11 interceptions in his own end. Ben Roethlisberger, 4. Okay? And who's better in the playoffs? Okay? If I had a team and I was in the playoffs, I would take Ben Roethlisberger over Peyton Manning any day. Ben Roethlisberger's just clutch. Okay, he's got nerves of steel. Peyton Manning, I, I don't know what his issue is. He must get nervous or something. I don't know. But, yeah. Anyway, uh, he also bashed Richard Mendenhall for that crucial, crucial fumble when all the, when the Steelers had the momentum. They were driving to go take the lead. And then Richard Mendenhall fumbled. Well, if you look at the play, he took a helmet right to where the ball was in his arm. 
Okay, most players would probably fumble that ball. Clay Matthews just made an impressive play. It's, it, it, it was partly Richard Mendenhall's fault, but you really can't blame him for that. And then James Harrison really has no right to be bashing you know his fellow players for their performances in the Super Bowl. I mean, look at what James Harrison did. Chad Clifton owned him that game. Absolutely owned him. James Harrison, his stat line, one tackle. That's it. It, it, he he just really has no room to talk at this point. He's a punk. He complains about this unnecessary fining of him when it's clearly necessary. He does all these helmet-to-helmet hits on purpose. It's just absolute clear that he does. So he, he really has no right to talk in this in this matter. That's just my opinion. He should get fined. Some... Although I guess he does have right of freedom of speech, so he's probably not going to get fined. But but he's on notice for next year. I guarantee that. As soon as he makes one bad helmet to helmet contact play, he's probably going to get a suspension or a serious fine again, and he's going to complain about it, which is going to result in a sus- another like a, I don't know suspension maybe. Yeah, you just don't you just don't talk about the commissioner or your fellow players like that. It, it just does no good. I mean. The whole remember the T.O. thing, what he did it like three times now. That that wasn't good. Also the the whole uh, Randy Moss this past season, that all the bad talk from him, that just wasn't good either. And anyway, oh yeah, the the the, the L.J. controversy back in uh, '09. It's ultimately led to his release. Nothing ever comes good for mouthing teammates, coaches, the commissioner, nothing. So you just kind of want to lay off that. Anyway, all this James Harrison talk is once is leading me to my uh, next segment that I want to do every week. Um, this week I'm just going to preview one team, but next week I'm going to have to do more. Because before the season starts, I want to preview all 32 NFL teams. I guess 31. Because every week I'm going to be previewing the Chiefs, talking about the Chiefs. That's that's, that's going to be implied. But this week, due to all the Steeler talk, I'm going to talk about the Steelers' predictions for next year. And uh, right now it's not looking good. This offseason is really reminding me of the offseasons from back in 06 and 09 for them. Both both years they did not make the playoffs. If you remember back in '06, was the whole Ben Roethlisberger motorcycle accident, and it was a big distraction. They ended up going eight and eight that year, missed the playoffs. Just an absolute disappointment coming off that Super Bowl victory. And then back in '09, uh, the whole uh, the Ben Roethlisberger rape incident which was clearly ridiculous. Anyway, uh they've gone they went up going 9 and 7 that year and yeah, you could say you could say Paul Amalu was hurt that year too, so their defense was was crap, but anyway, Paul Amalu's replaceable. I don't I, I I'm he's the most overrated player in the NFL in my opinion. If you look during the Super Bowl, 
Aaron Rodgers just completely destroyed him. Paul Amalu wasn't even a factor. He's a gambler. Okay, he makes... He gambles a lot, and he blows a lot of coverages. Unlike, say, Ed Reed. Ed Reed is the best safety in the NFL, in my opinion, personally. But yeah, Paul Amalu, he's completely overrated. He's replaceable, in my mind. You you can argue with me all you want, but that's just the reality. He's completely replaceable. A lot of people know it. So, uh... Anyway, my predictions this season for the Steelers are, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say 9-7, and because they got that talented linebacking core, but I, I, I just don't see them making the playoffs this year. I think it's gonna be a down year for them again, because all these off-season distractions are just reminding me of the, the past. I mean, there was the Richard Mendenhall comments about Osama bin Laden, which were just completely far-fetched, and he's, the fans hate him, his own fans hate him, because of those comments, it's just, he was completely out of line, and there was the Heinz Ward DUI, which was a complete shocker, because Heinz Ward didn't seem like he'd be that kind of person, and then, then, then this latest James Harrison controversy, combined with all the James Harrison controversies from last season, to me, it just seems like a formula for disaster. There's no more chemistry here. There's arguments among the players. But due to the talent, I can still see him going 9-7, and 8-8. Eight and 7-9 eight. and nine at worst, but they're not going to be the same team they were last year. Mark my words. And okay. I guess we'll just move on from that. And uh, the next thing I want to talk about which is coming in part two on Barry's Kool-Aid. And if you have the other, if you have the, the podcast, uh, just keep listening. But uh, part two is going to cover uh, the Chiefs jerseys. Um, I'm going to get into some more Chiefs. That's when I'm really going to hammer out the Chiefs talk. And we're going to, I don't know, just... It's just going to be mainly Chiefs on this next, uh, this second 15-minute podcast on Barry's Kool-Aid, so uh, enjoy. All right, and we're back with part two of the Elliot Dennis football podcast, brought to you by Barry's Kool-Aid. All right, in the first part, we talked about the greatest number ones in Chiefs history and James Harrison, the lockout. And my predictions for the Pittsburgh Steelers for this upcoming season. Alright, I just didn't spend a whole lot of time on Chiefs talk. And uh, part two is going to be about the Chiefs. That's what I'm going to talk about this entire 15-minute segment I have. And we're going to start off with... I was wanting to talk about the jerseys, okay? There's been a lot of debate ever since the Buffalo Bills released their new uniforms, which are very, very snazzy, by the way. Top five in the NFL, I I would have to say. Those things are way better than their old, hideous, multicolored uniforms. Those are awful. Completely awful. Anyway, the Chiefs uniforms. There's been a lot of debate, you know. uh, People have said that they should change them because they've been the same forever but a lot of people have like love the look they are 
personally, I, I love their uniforms, okay? I mean, I, I agree, they could use a little something, but it, it's not necessary. They're, they're perfect the way they are. They don't need to change them right now. I mean, give it another 20 years, maybe they'll need to change them, I don't know. But right now, they're perfect the way they are, and I'm, 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 I'm perfectly satisfied with what the Chiefs uniforms look like now. Of, of course, my, my favorite thing about the Chiefs uniform is the away, the away uniform, when they wear the all-white look, the white pants, the white jerseys, it just looks so, so snazzy, so good, I love it, better than the red pants, that's for sure, but anyway, uh, I've also heard talk of people saying they should wear the all-red, the, the red jersey and the red pants, and that. I can't fathom what that would look like. It would look so absolutely hideous. I mean, this last, this past season, the Monday Night Football game, the, the Houston Texans versus the Baltimore Ravens. The Texans went with the all red uniform, the red, the red jersey, the red pants, and it looked absolutely atrocious. I, just absolutely terrible, in every sense of the word just completely awful it was probably it was almost as bad as those Denver throwbacks a couple years back in 09 I don't know if you remember the the, the striped knee-high socks it was almost as bad as that not, not quite but nearly so I, I I hope the Chiefs never wear the all red it would just be unbearable to watch. It wouldn't look good at all. The white pants are perfect. Okay, don't don't change them. Don't add anything. I've also heard uh, people wanting an alternate black jersey. I, I think it would look okay, but but it's very redundant. Okay, the the, the Arizona Cardinals do that. You know they have they have, they have the the red jersey and they have the black alternates. Which look okay for them. I mean, I'll give them that. But but the Chiefs, if they were to get a black alternate, it would be what, black and yellow, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. We don't want that. Also, the Detroit Lions have a black alternate. They got that black and blue going on. Theirs looks okay, but yeah, it's just not the Chiefs. The Chiefs aren't black. They're not the Raiders. We don't we don't need the black alternate jerseys in Kansas City. So I'm, I'm very satisfied with the red, yellow, and white. It, it looks good. Uh, I've also heard talk of maybe a, uh, a yellow alternate jersey. I really don't think that would look good either, because yellow is more of a complementary color, not a not a primary color there. It just wouldn't look good. So uh, just, I, I like to keep the jerseys the way they are, and... Because it looks good. It, look, it looks really good, especially those white pants and white jerseys on the road. The, the, those look really, really, really good. Okay, the next thing I want to talk about slash promote is uh, the Facebook group, the Uncensored KC Chiefs Nation. Um, it's on Facebook. You can uh, go there. 
ask to join and you will you will be accepted ultimately um it's a group we basically talk about anything chiefs related and we've also got this muppet theme going on where there are certain admins that are portrayed as muppet characters kind of my character is grover i'm on there as elliot dennis and elliot grover Basically, what we we just talk about everything Chiefs related, from you know who we should sign in free agency, the whole lockout situation. We we had that whole Jersey discussion on there once, um, and of course it's uncensored, so you just be yourself, just talk, just get into conversation, discussion, argument, whatever. Just don't be redundant. We don't like the same posts over and over again, and it just gets old. We don't want to re-bring up old arguments that are mute at this point. Uh, so yeah, that's that's something we like to do on there. So you can basically just go on there and join, ask to join, and we'll we will accept you basically. Now the next thing I want to talk about. As I said, I wasn't going to talk about free agency, but I'm going to talk about the upcoming free agents to be for the Chiefs. Okay, first of all, Tom Bahali, he got franchise tagged, so he'll be here next year, but I, I, I fully expect a deal to get done this season to keep him in Kansas City, because he's a guy that we really, really need. Um, clearly the best player on defense. Um, you can make a case, although, for Eric Berry and Brandon Flowers. But we really need to keep this guy here. Another guy, guy that I would love to see re-signed is uh, Sean Smith, the the, the freezer. I, I, I'd like to see him stay. He's great in the locker room. I love I love his trash talk. I mean, it's 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 all just good and fun to him. It's not like violent, you know, Joey Porter trash talk. It's just all good good and funny games to Sean Smith, which is something I really respect. Um, uh, the other guys that we need, uh, Casey Wigman, he he might be retiring, but I would love to see him resign too. If if he doesn't retire, I mean, Hudson, the the, the second round draft pick, Rodney Hudson, I think is his name. He's probably not gonna be ready for the season due to this whole lockout. So I would love to see Casey Wigman come back for at least one more season. You know, give Hudson some backup time, and then Hudson can take over the next year. And I fully think he's gonna be a franchise center for us, personally. And. Uh, uh, Brandon Carr. He's going to be a... I'm not sure if he's a free agent this season or next season, but he definitely needs to resign a new contract at some point, too. Him and Flowers, both, are going to need new contracts. Coming up pretty quick. And the last thing I really want to hit up on is uh, the... Mike Vrabel's retirement came uh, this past Monday... Um, 
I kind of suspected it for a while, but, you know, it, it's just time to move on. He clearly is a shell, was a shell of his former self last year. I mean, he had the great leadership qualities and whatnot, but he's just, just not what he was before. I mean, it's sad to see him go, but the reality is we just need to move on. I think he's going to have a very successful coaching career. He'll be a head coach at some point, on some level, whether it be college or NFL. But he's, I think that the highest of him, that he'll do great with whatever he does, you know. So, we're just going to have to move on with either Studebaker or Houston. I, I, I I'm expecting that Studebaker is going to start Week One because he's been he's learned this he knows the system. Houston hasn't been able to be in be in OTAs and whatnot. Although I I expect Houston to be the guy down the line. You know, he was expected to be a first round draft pick, but the character concerns dropped him down. Former drug use and whatnot. But if those character concerns aren't an issue anymore, then he, he's fully going to be the guy in the future to take over that spot. That's just what, that's just in my mind. But Studebaker's the guy, clearly, right now. Okay, and that uh, just about wraps it up for the first edition of the Elliot Dennis uh, football podcast. You can uh, find me on Twitter at ElliotDennis712. Um, I'm on Facebook. There's going to be a fan page up this week for this podcast. You can post on there any ideas that you want me to talk about on the show. Also, on the Uncensored Casey Chiefs Nation, you can go put ideas there. Or, you know, on Barry's Kool-Aid, go there too. That, that, that would work also. I am also have a Facebook profile. Next week, we will hit up the greatest number twos in Chiefs history. Also, we will cover uh, the rest of the AFC North predictions. And hopefully, we will talk about uh, free agency, who the Chiefs got, what to expect for this upcoming training camp, and uh, the the rest of the details from the, uh, uh, the new CBA. So if you have any ideas, just go ahead and post them on any of those places I said. You know, hit me up on Twitter, whatnot. And thanks, football fans. It's been fun.